This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Rappaport to the Rescue with award-winning animal advocate Jill Rappaport. Welcome to Rappaport to the Rescue. I'm Jill Rappaport, and I have just kicked off the most wonderful campaign. It started on Black Friday and continued through Cyber Senior Monday and is now going to be continued through the holidays. I have partnered with Sundays for Dogs, a wonderful dog food company, all-natural, human-grade, wonderful dog food that actually comes in a cereal box. It's so adorable. It's so healthy for your pet. And I am so honored to be working with this company, A, to raise awareness for Black Dog Syndrome, which is why we kicked it off on Black Friday, and for Cyber Senior Monday, which we just had, for seniors. And this campaign is so wonderful because it's going to go through the holidays that when you type in Jill Rescued Me on this site, Sundays for Dogs, Dog Food, you get 30% off. It's really an exciting campaign. And let me tell you a little bit about Black Dog Syndrome if you're not aware of it. A lot of people weren't. And it was Emmy Lou Harris who actually educated me. And we're hopefully going to have Emmy Lou on our next podcast to talk about this. And let me tell you a little bit about black dog syndrome if you're not aware of it. First of all, it is a real plight in shelters across the nation. If you walk into any shelter, what you end up seeing is seniors, the pit bulls, and black dogs. Why, you ask? It's unbelievable. It's because of the color of the fur. And why is that? It's because they don't photograph well. Would you believe that's the reason that there's so many beautiful black animals languishing in shelters across the country? But it's true. If you look at a photograph of a black dog, you can't see the features. You can't see the eyes. And a lot of times people assume that they might be shy or even mean, and therefore they get passed over. Well, our campaign canine is Monica from ARF, Animal Rescue Fund in the Hamptons. And she is nine years old and she's been waiting for a home for five years. She is a pit bull mix. She's black and she's a senior. Three things that have made it very difficult for her to get a loving home. And if I tell you, I met her and within seconds, she was kissing my face and hugging me and holding on to my hand. I adore this dog. And this is the example of what's waiting in these shelters across the country. And also with Cyber Senior Monday, we wanted to always, because I'm all about the seniors, raise awareness for these older animals in need. So again, I just wanted to give a shout out to Sundays for Dogs, Dog Food. Bless you. And thank you so much for making me a part of this worthwhile and unbelievable campaign to save so many animals in need. Okay, when we come back, this is really going to be a great show. You know, Bill Berloni, my pal, the great trainer of all time. He's always on helping me with interviews and talking about tips and training your pet. Well, he's the star of our show today because Bill has had one unbelievable week. First of all, his dog, Macy, was the star of NBC's live production of Annie. Macy played Sandy. And if I tell you, I'm sure you saw it, she stole the show. She was a he in the show. And boy, did she run away with it. And we're going to talk all about the behind the scenes, what it was like 
working on the live TV production of Annie. Bill's been doing Annie on Broadway for years, but now to do the actual live broadcast on NBC, we'll hear all about that. Plus, little tease, he also worked on Sex in the City. I'm not supposed to talk about it. He didn't even want me to bring it up. Let's hope he'll talk about that too. (laughs) When we come back, Bill Berlone. Take a bite out of your competition. Advertise your business with an ad in Pet Life Radio podcasts and radio shows. There is no other pet-related media that is as large and reaches more pet parents and pet lovers than Pet Life Radio. With over 7 million monthly listeners, Pet Life Radio podcasts are available on all major podcast platforms. And our live radio stream goes out to over 250 million subscribers on iHeartRadio, Odyssey, TuneIn, Stitcher, and other streaming apps. For more information on how you can advertise on the number one pet podcast and radio network, visit PetLifeRadio.com slash advertise today. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to Rappaport to the Rescue. And usually my partner in crime, Bill Berloni, is joining me to do a very special interview with whoever we happen to have on for this segment. And today, my Bill Berloni is the star of the show. That's right. He has had such an incredible week that we decided to devote the whole podcast to him. And Bill, oh my goodness, Annie on NBC. And in my opinion, the brightest star was Sandy, your rescue dog. Yep. I mean, it's uh, it's the show that keeps giving and uh, most importantly, keeps entertaining audiences. And I'm so proud to be part of that legacy and, and part to have been part of the NBC live broadcast. Well, let's talk about that because this was a huge deal. You know, NBC has been doing these for many years, but there is so much emphasis, so much work, so much time put into it. Everybody's talking about it. It was on the Macy's Day Parade, the opening act with Harry Connick Jr. And here, the dog, in my opinion, is just the bright, shining star. And I was so blown away, Bill. I turn it on. And I see your beloved Sandy. We're going to talk about this dog in a minute. And she, but it's supposed to be a he, right? In the show, she is lying there just as quiet as can be in the middle of a live production. And they're singing and the audience is going crazy. The dog is just as still as can be, goes over on command. Unbelievable. I want to talk about the training and I want to talk about your dog. Tell us about her, who became a him for the show. Well, her name is Macy. She's a rescue dog. And I actually rescued her 12 years ago from a group down in Oklahoma. She has a great story. She came into the Oklahoma City Pound and they were going to euthanize her. And the staff there liked her so much, they actually switched her cage card a number of times to extend her her time until they could find her a home. When her time was up, they called Dalmatian Rescue of Oklahoma. And (laughs) they had a contact there and they said, please take this little dog. She's so good. You know, and the woman said, I'm sorry, I'm just full. I can't take any more dogs, especially if it's not a Dalmatian. Dalmatian, yeah. So they got Macy into the Oklahoma State Penitentiary prison program in the dog training program, where she stayed there for three months, was trained by one of the inmates, graduated the top of her class and didn't get adopted. And so she was sent back to the kill shelter where she came from. And when the staff saw her, 
again, now fully trained, the sweetest little dog. They called up Dalmatian Rescue and said, please, nobody, you know, you have to save this dog. And the people there did, and they put her on Petfinder. And that's where I saw her. And when I called, I was like, is she a Dalmatian? They went, no, we're just doing a favor for the group. And I went down and saw her. And when I walked to the woman's house, there were 10 Dalmatians all around. And sitting on the couch was Macy, this little terrier mix sticking out like a sore thumb. And she was so sweet and so well-trained. It was a no-brainer to adopt this dog. But apparently in them parts, you know, sweet little terriers are not what people want. Well, and let's talk about her career. I mean, here you, Bill Berloni, the Broadway trainer extraordinaire who takes these rescue dogs from the most dire situations and turns them into superstars. Talk about Macy's star background. It's incredible. Well, what's interesting is that she never had a big break. Many of the other dogs got to be in the Annie movie. Many of the other dogs got to be in the revival on Broadway back in 2014. Macy was always the dog who did the heavy lifting. She did the Hollywood Bowl. She did community theater. She did educational theater. She did tours. So she never got a chance to get her big break. And when this came along, I thought, if anybody deserves this, it's this girl. And she needs to shine in front of America. Unbelievable. And can we just talk, what is she, 14 years young? She's 14 years young. Unbelievable. So not only so well-behaved, so well-trained, obviously, with you at the helm, but just a super senior. And she was just so adorable. I want to talk about the cast and what you went through. I've never been on the set of one of those live NBC performances, despite the fact I worked at NBC for years. I can only imagine the energy. You know, we were talking about it leading up to this interview. Let's talk about getting your dog ready for this big opening act and what it was like with the celebrities, Harry Connick Jr. Talk about all of the celebrities and especially the new Annie, who is, oh my goodness, just the most incredible rising star. I think one of the best gifts uh, that Annie has given me is the chance to work with brilliant young women, you know, when they're still teenagers who go on to either successful careers in show business or successful careers in business or just, you know, happy lives. And then they stay in my life. You know, I'm still in touch with Andrew McArdle and Sarah Jessica Parker. And Selena Smith is certainly one of those kids that is the real deal. She's not a showbiz kid. Her and her parents are down to earth. And so the love that you saw on camera is the love that she had in real life. I mean, so it was a pleasure to work with her. And of course, that talent, you know, that now that talent has been shown to America. But, you know, I did the first NBC Live, which was Peter Pan Live with a dog. And it had never been performed with a live dog. And here we were going to try that, not just live, but in front of 10 million people. So, and it's a very unique hybrid. It, you know, you, we rehearsed four weeks in a rehearsal hall, like you would a Broadway show with the uh, director of photography watching the whole movement. And then you go to the studio where they start adding the cameras in and the sets. So it's this unique hybrid of action TV and filming and good old fashioned theater. On this one, you know, Macy has done more performances of Annie than any other dog I've ever owned, which means in history. So, you know, she was able to walk into the studio and go, where's my dressing room? Where's the stage? <laughs> where's my champagne? <laughs> yeah, let's go. So the preparation for this was, for me, the easiest because we were doing something that our dogs were already trained to do. But they should know, our audience, our listeners should understand that unlike the actors who are rehearsing for months, 
hours every day. This is not a long training period for you and your dog. You literally go in and you have basically a few hours, a couple days, right, Bill? And in this case, we had a week to prepare her. Well, I shouldn't say that, to prepare Selena, you know, because Macy knew the role and we just had to teach Selena how to do the commands and actually create a bond. What we learned early on in these live productions and even on Broadway is that if we can do sleepovers with the actors, the kids feed the dog and then go to bed with them, it's like they become their pets. So the whole week we were out on Long Island, you know, we were in the same hotel as Selena. We would knock on the door at night and say, here's your dog and here's her food and then pick her up in the morning. So to me, the moves are less important than the relationship that the actor has with the animal. You know, in recorded film and television, you never get to rehearse with the actors. The trainer is off camera. There's no real relationship between the actors. So you're faking it. But in live, you can't do that. And I discovered that 45 years ago in the original production of Annie. So again, to bring that legacy to this production in what is one of the most simplest roles I've ever trained a dog for. I mean, back then it was huge, but now we were just recreating what we did originally. Well, when my friend was watching, she said, I'll tell you something, that dog's more talented than Robert De Niro. She said, I really love that dog. And Bill, Let's talk about the reviews. I'm going through some of the reviews and they're really positive about the show. And was it Entertainment Weekly? I think uh, there are six highlights of the week. Number two was Sandy and how brilliant Sandy was. And their only complaint was they wished that Sandy was in every scene. Talk about the ultimate compliment. Your dog got rave reviews. And I'm so grateful for them. I mean, but there's a uniqueness to having an animal on stage. And that's what made my career 45 years ago. Never before had an animal played a character in a live theatrical production. They were props and you could cut them from the show. But when we did Annie, you can't do that story without Sandy proving to the audience that he now belongs to her. And I was the guy who figured that out. And it astounded people 45 years ago and it continues to astound people. And I, you know, if this had been recorded, it wouldn't have been the same reviews, but people appreciated the fact that it was live live. and she was doing it. And so that made it that much more special as the other aspects of the show, you know, the great talent, the great sets, all that sort of stuff, the great choreography. So I think it was the live aspect of it that, you know, just like on Broadway, when my animals appear, they get noted. Well, Bill, we talked about this yesterday. As a matter of fact, I said, I know she's done it before, but she's still 14 years old and it's a live set. There's an audience. There's so much buzz and cameras and people and running and new people. You know, she's meeting these people for the first time or she's only known them a few days. And you said that that scene, the opening scene where she's laying down to me, I was blown away by that. And the reason you said you wanted her to lay down, explain to our listeners why that was so important, because that was a key pivotal moment in the show where Annie's singing. And so why was that so important that Sandy be lying down? The scene that we saw on Annie Live is actually the original Broadway direction. I brought that back. And when we were developing the show, we recognized that the animal was such a draw on stage that every move it made took the audience's attention to it. But we had a child singing the hit song of the show. So in order to not upstage or deflect from that moment, we purposely taught the dog to lay down and put her head down. Because had she been up and awake and alive and looking around, you know, as they do, it would have completely distracted from the story we were trying to tell at that moment of this character being empathetic and kind to an animal. So it was purposeful and something that we discovered long ago about uh, animals both 
on stage or in entertainment. But how did this dog just stay lying down? I understand if you're right there and going sit, stay, lie. And obviously, you know, the Annie character can't be telling her anything. She's singing a song. How does this dog, how did Macy, aka Sandy, just stay there and never move an inch? The actress did exactly what you said, except she didn't do it verbally. There was a hand signal that she called her to her. There was a hand signal that got her to lay down. And there was a hand signal to make her stay. So you as the audience were completely unaware of that. And that's, of course, having been an actor, I know you can't say sit, stay, come, but dogs learn with body language. So we just transfer that to nonverbal cues. And as you see, the audience is completely unaware. I wish you could give me some body language so I could tell Oscar to be quiet. (laughs) He's so excited. Now he wants to get on Broadway, Bill. Come on, give him a break. Although as great as you are, I don't think there's enough training in the world for that one. You hear him? He's a little bit unruly, but I love him to death. Bill, not only did you get to work with the incredible, talented Selena Smith, boy, she is just a superstar, but also the great, as I mentioned earlier, Harry Connick Jr. and Taraji P. Henson. Tell us about that. It was a glorious cast. And in so many ways, uh, talent that crossed from many different areas, you know, pop, jazz, all that stuff, even the children and a lot of Broadway talent, Megan Hilty and um, Titus Burgess. So to be there with them was great. And who doesn't like dogs? And the interesting thing is that, you know, we often use dogs in real life for pet therapy, you know, to calm people's nerves down, make them feel better. Well, to be able to allow people on a very uptight set or very nervous set, you know, to be able to come over and say hi to the dog is actually a moment that they can breathe. So everybody treated us kindly and we're so happy to have a dog on set because it did bring that sense of to the cast and crew. Oh, isn't she cute? You know, in that high stress situation. And when the show ended at 11 o'clock, 11.01, did the kudos and the applause and the compliments just keep coming in because I was blown away by your dog, your rescue senior dog. Yeah. And again, I appreciate what the character does when it's in a live play. And a lot of comments that I saw were more Sandy, more Sandy, more Sandy. And the original production, the dog was in a couple other scenes. In this reimagination, they decided to not put her in those other scenes. But subsequent movies had Sandy be with her the whole story. So that's what a lot of audiences were used to seeing the Columbia Pictures movie and the Disney movie and the Gwendolyn A. Wallace movie. So going back to the original material, that wasn't there. So, you know, as they say, leave them always wanting more. That's right. Are you kidding? And I wanted so much more. Everybody did that saw your dog. And Bill, the fact that we were able to grab you for a few minutes this morning, you're literally back on your way into the city to the Broadway stage. Talk about what's going on. I know there's one project that I'm dying to talk about that you've done and we're not allowed to say a word, but can you tease, can you give us some hints about some of the things you're working on? Should I not sing? (laughs) Um, No, well, you know, I can say that one of our dogs is a recurring character on the new series and just like that, the sequel to Sex and the City. (laughs) And we just wrapped that yesterday. Um, We have a number of other series that we're doing. Next week, I'm going to be working on an Anne Hathaway movie that needs a dog. And I'm going to be the actor walking the dog. I mean, so we're, you know, there's a lot of things going on. But today I'm going back to my roots, back to a national tour of this musical, A Christmas Story, the show that we did on Broadway some 14 years ago, still continues to tour the country at Christmas. And we open tonight. So um, right after we get in interviewing, I'm going to go see the opening of that show. 
That is so exciting. Now, Bill, you can tell me we're very close friends. Is that all you can tell us about? And just like that, Sex in the City reboot? I mean, I am so excited about this. I've been trying to get tidbits out of you for months. And this guy's been mums the word. Despite our close relationship, fact that he's my partner on this podcast, I couldn't get you to talk about it at all. Can't you give us any hint? All I could say is what has been posted by the show. And if you follow the social media on the show, you see the character of Charlotte walking a bulldog. And Kristen Davis's character. Yep. yep. Oh, we love bulldogs. I love it. Did you get to work with Sarah Jessica Parker at all? That's all I want to ask. I promise. That's it. No, no. And actually, what the audience may not know is Sarah Jessica Parker was my third annual <sighs> Broadway in 1980. See, and I asked you that because I knew that. So I thought it would be so great for you to see her again in this situation. So unfortunately, when Kristen was shooting, Sarah was not. So all I could do is send notes. We just sent notes back and forth to one another and say, we'll see you at the holidays or something. So I actually didn't get a chance to spend any time on set with her. But I'm, you know, again, I'm so proud of the work she's done and and not just in entertainment, but her philanthropy and all that stuff. And again, that's who I get to work with as children, these type of people. And it's a blessing. Well, this show, I'm so excited, is debuting this week. There's a big premiere in New York and just like that, but I keep just referring to it in my head as Sex in the City again, yay. And we are so excited and we will finally get to see your doggy. And hopefully after that, you can talk about it more once it debuts, right, Bill? After an episode airs, you can ask me all about it. Oh, great. All the inside secrets. I have to say, though, I'm very sad that Kim Cattrall is not back. I adore her. I actually know her personally. I've known her for years, and she's a huge animal lover and uh, a really talented special lady. I was very disappointed that Samantha's character won't be back, but I'm sure it's going to be wonderful. We've all been waiting with bated breath and Manolos <laughs> walking around in our high heels. But Bill, I know you've got to run. You've got more work to do on the stage with your beloved rescue pets. This has been such an incredible week for you. Mazel tov. We're so proud of you. And Macy, aka Sandy, you just do the most incredible work. And I'm just so honored that you work with me on this podcast and that you're my dear friend. And you also help me with my animals when I need help. Of course, Oscar's in there right now going, I can't get any help here. But you've been really just a great source of uh, help for me. And we're so proud of you, Bill. Thank you. Thank you. And you know, just like you, in when we're not doing podcasts, we're doing everything we can to promote animal rescue, you know, whether it's doing events like you always do or publicizing the fact that this brilliant animal on camera was unwanted by someone at some point and now showing what we can do, whether it's a senior dog or a young dog or a bulldog or a cat. I'm so glad that I can use this platform of entertainment to get our message across when we're not doing this podcast. That's what we're doing, right? Yep. Bill, this has been so much fun and what a week you've had. And thank you for sharing the inside info on the upcoming and just like that. But to all of us fans, Sex in the City, I know I've been begging you to spill the beans for weeks and we finally got you to talk about it. Thank you so much. And thank you all for listening to another edition of Rappaport to the Rescue. Let's Talk Pets every week on demand only on PetLifeRadio.com.